Welcome to LOA Today. I'm Walt Thiessen here with Alex King on Thursday, December the 19th, 2019, 4 p.m. New York time. And wherever you are in the world, thanks for joining us for another episode of LOA Today, your daily dose of happy. And I am happy to report that uh, Alex has a way to control the microphone volume on her microphone. So we're not going to have hopefully the same issues. We have had these issues for quite some time now. and, And actually, some of our listeners have begun to notice. So... It was really time to find a solution, but I think we found it, Alex. I think so, too. I mean, I'll, I'll know for sure after we do the recording, and I'll be able to play back and see, you know, is your volume right. really good? But so far, with my with what I'm seeing with my meters, I think it's good. I think we got Okay, it. cool. Cool, cool. Yeah, cool. so good stuff. Because I'm already loud as it is, so I don't need to be blasting people's ears <laughs> out. <laughs> I think they probably agree with you on that one. <laughs> <laughs> and I think they're also going to, uh, many of them are going to find agreeable the topic idea you came up with today, which mm-hmm. borders, as so often it does, borders on controversial because it mm. starts to, you know, it starts to step into areas that can be a little bit difficult for some people. I, I don't think most of our listeners, most of our listeners are pretty advanced like, yeah. law of attraction, create, conscious creator types. But for mm-hmm. someone, there, there are going to be some people out there who are a little bit challenged by it because we're going to kind of talk about the victim thing, that mm-hmm. victim thing that kind of trips us all up at various times. So, yes. But I, I've already given too much of a, I've let too much of the cat out of the bag. I'm going to let you introduce <laughs> the topic. So tell us what well, you guys You're the cat guy, topic. so. <laughs> That's true. Well, you're the dog woman, so. <laughs> Facts. <laughs> and now currently a cat owner. <laughs> That's right. You're wearing your cat headphones instead of uh, unicorn headphones because it's missing the uh Unicorn horn in the middle. I mean, that, that, yeah, that kind of sucks. Horn. But no, I was yeah. talking about my boyfriend's cat that moved in, so. Oh, that too. Okay. That's, that's right. You've got a bit of a menagerie going on over there. Yeah, it's a bit of a manger going on right now. <laughs> <laughs> Doing well, your own nativity going. scene. Okay. Yeah. Everyone's <laughs> on their separate floors, so it's fine. <laughs> okay. Yes. That sounds like when we've, we, when we found our two cats, or actually they found us, we also found two other cats at that time. Oh, wow. We had to separate them because they had a tendency to fight. So yeah. we, we actually are the cats we have are the blacks because they're the, um, they're both black cats and they, the other <laughs> cats were the grays because they were gray coated cats and the blacks <laughs> and the grays were like the 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 McCoys and the Hatfields I mean they just did not get along at all. <laughs> you had gang violence in your house. That's crazy. A little bit, yeah, yeah. It wasn't cat, quite I don't uh, cat violence. Oh no, wasn't quite the bloods and well I won't go there, but. Uh, <laughs> Let's, let's just say that it wasn't a happy occurrence when they were on the same floor. Oh, my God. I find it hilarious. So. Oh, man. It's hilarious up until you have to pay for the vet bill. Then it's not quite so hilarious. But yeah, yeah. That was yeah. the issue. The, uh, Venus yeah. decided she rules the house. So at his mom's house where she was staying, uh, she was beating up all the other cats and, and the Great ah. Dane. And the, so, and the Great Dane. The Great Dane literally will tiptoe into the living room if he sees her back right back out. <laughs> it's the funniest thing in the world. Hey, well, first of all, I have to acknowledge and admit that my wife calls me her Great Dane because of my size and because my last name is Danish. So I, I kind of identify with a Great Dane because, you know. I mean, bit, I agree with that. I mean, the big dogs are just, they're puppy dogs. Because they're big. They know they're big. They don't need to prove that they're big, you know. Yeah. So when some little dog comes along or a little cat or anybody starts, you know, coming up and challenging, it's like, okay, whatever you say. <laughs> no big deal. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I'm out of here. Catch you after that? lunch. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, oh so craziness. True. I've been dealing with... Um, programming the last few days as most of our listeners know and mm-hmm. i just wanted to let everybody know i had a big breakthrough today I, uh, there were like three issues that i was telling you about before the show that i've been working on and one of them i've actually got a resolution on so i, I still have to turn into code that's usable but hooray i had a breakthrough today oh and we had another breakthrough as a show today today marks the first uh, uh over the last three years today we had our 200,000th listen to our shows. Wow. 200,000. We broke that threshold over the last Look three years. And half of those happened over the last 13 months. So you can see there's an acceleration going on. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So good stuff. So thank you listeners, because without you, that can't possibly happen. 
Nope. And thank you, co-host, because without you, that can't possibly happen. Because <laughs> <laughs> I can't do it all by myself. That's not possible. <laughs> I just put it out there on the universe, or actually in, the internet, in this case, and I just let it happen. And oh, wow, it's so cool when it happens. So no, really, that's great. It, it's it, it makes me excited to know that we actually have had two hundred thousand plays of our episodes, and I'm hoping that we get to the next hundred thousand within like the next six to eight months. You know, just keep accelerating it. Why not? You know. So anyway, today we are talking about um, victimhood and and uh, what was it? How was the way you titled it? You, you gave it a particular title: Victor, Victors, and Victimhood. Is that what it was? Are you a victor or are you a victim? Are you a victor or are you a victim? That's what it was. Okay. And and was there a particular thought behind that? No. No, just that. <laughs> <laughs> so this was a really in depth investigation we're doing. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. We spent weeks on it. You know, I've been mm-hmm. cooking it up since October. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Okay. <laughs> so, in other words, this is something that Rudy Giuliani... No, I won't go there. <laughs> <laughs> You're terrible. <laughs> <laughs> well, actually, it is something that we talk about a lot. Um, we talk mm-hmm. about it indirectly, but, you know, it, it's actually tied into one of the most difficult parts about understanding how this whole law of attraction thing works because there's a tremendous level of self-responsibility involved, including in areas we don't really want to actually have to accept the responsibility. Mm-hmm. And I think that's where, that's where, that's where your topic actually comes in really. Mm-hmm. Yep. Right. I mean, like, g- give me examples that you can think of. I'm, I don't, I'm not asking you to name names. This is not a Senate inquiry, but you know, just give me some examples of, of situations of people where you, you know that they they kind of had a choice between being a victor or a victim and chose one or the other. Um, I see a lot people assume that things are happening to them. Mm-hmm. That they, they don't affect the situation in any way. Everything's happening to them. So good or bad, but mostly bad. You know, I can't have nice things or um, nothing good ever happens to me. You know, that mm-hmm. type of mentality. And it's like, that's, that's not the type of vibration I want to be around, to be all the way honest. Always, if I can't, you know, help you pivot, then I can't be around it. Sorry. Mm-hmm. How does it affect the people themselves, though? That's always the question. Because ultimately, I mean, like you said, you're making the decision, I'm going to be around that person or I'm not going to be around. Mm-hmm. So it becomes mm-hmm. a pretty easy decision. But for that person themselves, they're they're living what it is they're focusing their attention on, whichever yeah. it is. Mm-hmm. You know. So talk about that a little bit. What's... Talk about it from the victor perspective. What's it like to be a victor? And talk about it from the victimhood perspective. I think as a victor. As a victor? As a victor myself. A professional victor. <laughs> a professional victor. Um, <laughs> I did go through a long period of, you know, well, you know, with with all the uh, illnesses that I have. I'm like, oh, my God, every time I go to the doctor, something else. This always happens to me, blah, 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 blah. And then I just started rolling with it. I was like, all right, what else you got? Like, <laughs> so it's, it's all in how it's all about perspective. And we talk about this all the time. And it's all about that you two people could be faced with the same situation and have different perspectives on how to deal with it and how it affects you. And I think that's the difference between be, uh, being a victor and a victim. So it's not anything qualitative about the, how you look at it is just where you happen to be. I guess. Yeah. I don't think it. Because this can be anything can be looked at from any point of view in any different angle. So you can't really pinpoint. Okay, if you look at this, then you're a victor. If you look at it this like that, you're you're a victim. And see, except for positive and negative, but that's all or nothing. You know what I mean? So. No, I'm not so sure about that. I, I'm going to play a little devil's advocate here. Actually, that's not even devil's advocate. I think I really do believe this. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm going to take the position that we can always choose whether we're going to be a victor or a victim and what the experience is going to be. Oh, yeah, definitely. By, by what yeah. we're focusing our attention on. Mm-hmm, oh, mm-hmm. So, so so what did I say that that uh, was different from that before? Because you're agreeing now. So something... No, we, I don't... <laughs> I thought we were saying the same thing. No. Oh, okay. <laughs> people, people are based on their perspective, choose what which situation they want to end up in and whether they realize they're choosing it or not. Okay. Yeah. Well, th- th- that I think it's going to be true based on um, anything that you, any position that you take. Mm-hmm. I got the impression though you were saying that you didn't have a whole lot of choice about what your perspective was going to be. No, you definitely do. Oh, okay. Yeah. 
that I completely that's misread it. Makes, I apologize. That's what makes you. That's <laughs> what makes the difference between a victor and a victim is your choice in perspective. Okay. Yes, I agree. Choosing exactly how you're going to look at it, and that makes the difference. Now, here's the, where we start to get a little bit more in depth into it. Mm-hmm. Why do people choose to be victims? I think honestly, it's all they know at that at a certain point. You know what I mean? Like you've gone through your whole life and you've been through bad situations or what you perceive to be bad and and that's just your MO. That's that's all you're about is oh all these bad things keep happening to me. I'm very unlucky. If I had no luck if I had bad luck no, what is it? If I had yeah. any luck at all it'd be bad luck. Something like that. Some anyways. Um <laughs> So that you know, people like that who claim those type of things are—that's it. You're manifesting things to happen to you like that, and then your perspective is to choose to be the victim. Oh, sure. so it's, like, it's cyclical. It's—I don't know. <laughs> but you know what? I see and know a lot of people who either have some uh, understanding of how law of attraction works, so mm-hmm. they you know have direct understanding. Yep. Or a larger population who don't really know anything about LOA, mm-hmm. but know in general that they would rather focus on positives than on negatives. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, they have more of what we might call a positive personality. Yes. And yet, in both of those groups, I can think of probably the ma- the vast majority of them love spending a lot of time focused on stuff that I would associate with victimhood. Mm-hmm. So I don't think it's limited to people who are just having one bad experience after another. Oh no, that was just one example. Oh okay. Right. <laughs> yeah, I think I think it actually covers a wide range of people. Oh, definitely. And, yeah. And it, it, it it's something that has I, I've mentioned this a lot lately. It's something that's fascinated me for a long time. Why is it that we spend so much time focused on what we don't like? Right. In fact, somebody asked a question on Facebook. They post, you know, how you, you, you have these like these survey questions. You know, mm-hmm. really, they're kind of useless in terms of discussion, but they're fun every once in a while. And somebody <laughs> said, what, "What was the best thing that happened to you this year?" Ooh, so I replied, good question. The, "The best thing that happened to me this year was that I spent more of my time focused on what I liked than what I did than on what I didn't like." Mm-hmm. Which, by the way, got some likes. That was nice. Um, but it, 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 it was one of those things. Like, shouldn't that be the obvious answer? And yet, it isn't. Not for everyone, no. No, a lot of people, if you look at the answers people gave, if they gave an answer about what they really, about what really was good that happened this year, it was shortened to the point and usually associated with a snide comment. Mm, mm -hmm. And I'm thinking, wow, that's really interesting. Here we are, we have a golden opportunity to spend a moment, just a moment in time, Mm-hmm. Focus exclusively on what went well, and we have to find a way to say that it didn't go right. Right. Among people who know better. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, wow. Yeah, I know. And it's not, there. and it's not just even with stuff that's obvious like that. It, I mean, we've talked previously about how drama, for instance, is such a big, big part of society. People, mm-hmm. including people who are conscious creators, love drama. That's another reason people are victims. They just can't get away from the drama within their own lives. And and yet we also know that it's a matter of choice. So it is, on, one, yeah. on some level, it's always being chosen. It is. And, and even those who, quote, should know better, unquote, mm-hmm. still end up looking at it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Cindy and I were talking about that yesterday. She, she was raising her hand and said, yeah, yeah, I've done that too. And mm-hmm. I have. I mean, we yeah. all have. Right. Why, no one's why do we keep going back to this stuff? Why do, do we keep know. going back to this? I mean, it's just amazing to me. Especially now that we're more aware. Yeah. So now we go back to it and we're like, oh, man, what was I thinking back then? And it's like, I was 19, let it go. <laughs> yeah, right. Let, that's a good way to start the pivot, actually. Yeah, yeah. Just start with that. Okay, just let it go. All right. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, we've all done it. So time to turn it around. Time to yeah, turn but it's it also away. easier said than done, because I tell people that blue in the face all day. I'm like, just let it go. It's not that serious. Calm down. Relax. And then when it comes to my own thoughts, I'm like, no, but I did do that in fourth grade. But Why? <laughs> I don't tell, my other voice doesn't say, Alex, let it go, relax. No, she doesn't. There's a film that came out a few years back called The Holiday, in which a woman from the UK and a woman from California, from Los Angeles, swap homes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right? 
and the one from uh, Los Angeles played by Cameron Diaz, I believe, mm-hmm. um, her character is a movie trailer maker. Right. Remember that? Yeah. And one of the, this is a great little um, gimmick they had in the film. One of the gimmicks they had, whenever her consciousness conscience was, was interfering with what was going on in her life, mm-hmm. her conscience would play a little movie trailer about her own life. <laughs> I never saw the whole movie, but that sounds hilarious. Oh, uh, it was great. <laughs> I knew Basically, <laughs> every trailer was about how what a loser she was when it came to relationships. <laughs> wow! So she's playing all these little movie trailers in her head and basically saying, shut up! <laughs> <laughs> to these movie trailers, you know? Yeah, yeah. But what a great metaphor, what a great um, vignette describing what we tend to do. Yeah. We do tend to do that thing. Mm-hmm. I mean, we aren't necessarily movie trailer makers in that sense, but we are in the sense that we make our own movie trailers and we keep playing them over and over again. That's true. Yeah. I can't even rewind on the same thing. <laughs> what does it take to break the pattern? I think that's the question we have to ask next. How do you break it? I think we start where we were just talking about, where we just say, you know, let it go, relax. It's over. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Nothing you can do about it now. It's a good starting point. It doesn't have to be the finishing point, but it's a good starting point because yeah. it, it it changes the perspective. Right, right. Because that's really the key. Mm-hmm. If you want to see it differently, you have to change the perspective. And the nice thing is, even if you change it, that's a, that's a really small perspective change. Right yeah, there. it is. It, it, there's not a whole lot to that one, but it's just enough to kind of get the ball rolling, to get the momentum, mm-hmm. the new momentum started. Right. So just by having that one little piece of momentum started. If you stay with it, right, and, and that's where people tend to fall to the ground. Yeah, that's the key is sticking with it. They don't stay with it. Yeah, mm-hmm. they don't keep going back to it. Um, and I'm, by the way, I'm going to put a little promo in here to say all of you people who are members of the Pivot Pals group on Facebook, let's get back to the group and start revisiting all of your vignettes again and you know, record that you're doing it. A few of you are doing it, and I'm saying congratulations to those of you who are doing it. Mm-hmm. And to those of you who aren't, come on, you're missing the boat. This is this is how we shift things. This is how we change our perspectives. Mm-hmm. Um, and for those of, who, of you who are not members, we urge you, please, you know, it's a free group. Just come join the group. It is a very supportive group. You won't hear, never uh, is a discouraging word heard. I mean, it's Yeah, just, there's no <laughs> negative Nancys in this group. No, no, it does not happen. And that's by design because we mm-hmm. want to be safe. We want to be supportive. We right. We want it to feel good. So, yeah, take advantage of it. But, boy, that, that repetition, that going back to it every single day makes a mm-hmm. big difference. It makes a huge difference. And it, it doesn't seem like it at first, does it? It I mean, doesn't. The, those first few times, it feels like you didn't do anything. Yeah, it's like, but that's with anything, like, especially uh, when you're in therapy and and your therapist goes, okay, you need to do this. And you're like, all right, this sounds really stupid. Mm. I'm not going to do it. And then you do it the first few times and you're like, okay, I still feel stupid. (laughs) But then eventually, you know, a little ways down the line, you're like, and they're like, oh, how did that thing work out? And you're like, oh, I forgot about that. You know what? It did work. Exactly. So, you know, it's going to try other people. Obviously, the way you're doing it's not working, so try somebody else's idea. You're right. <laughs> <laughs> Otherwise, you wouldn't be here. <laughs> and I think we just identified another one of the reasons why people give up. Mm. Because they don't get that instant gratification. Oh, it doesn't man. instantly seem like it's doing anything. So, right. well, if it's not doing anything, why am I doing this? Mm-hmm. Exactly. I, so, I, And I agree. That's the hardest part is getting through that. Yeah. Yeah, because you do have to give it a, a chance, even though it doesn't feel like anything's really happening. Mm-hmm. Uh, when I did my 30-day mirror work challenge, it took 20 days before I noticed anything. Mm-hmm. I mean, the first 20 days, I just felt like I was making a stupid fool of myself in front of the mirror. Exactly. <laughs> That's all I was. That's, yeah. <laughs> but I got to day 21, and no, and it, it wasn't like a big aha moment. It was like yeah. a, wait a minute moment. Yeah, yeah. Like, well, something's different here. What's different here? <laughs> <laughs> And it was slight. It was it, literally the thing I was trying to overcome was that negative voice that mm-hmm. keep, that tape keeps playing in the background. Mm-hmm. And what happened on day twenty one is I realized that it kind of snuck up on me, but it, the voice was now quieter. Mm-hmm. It hadn't gone away yet, right. but it was quieter, discernibly mm-hmm. quieter. And I hadn't noticed it up until yeah. that point. And then finally, oh wait a minute, it is quieter. Mm-hmm. No, that's just me. I must. I, I'm just wishing it must be quieter. No, actually, I think it really is quieter. Yeah. You know, and I was going back and forth there. You know, mm-hmm. I wasn't sure. But I stuck with it. And when I got to day 30, actually it was about day 33, I took inventory again. Mm-hmm. 
And I said, wait a minute. I haven't been hearing the voice the last few days. I didn't notice that it was gone. But anyone just joining in is going to think you're schizophrenic. <laughs> well, there's truth to this rumor. I mean, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they're just joining now. It's like the voices are gone. What the is happening? Gone. What what podcast is this? <laughs> this is not what I signed up for. But I'll stick around. <laughs> this is what we call the. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's the commentary. Sorry. <laughs> yeah, it does sound like a schizophrenic thing, but it, yeah. and it, you know, in a sense, it is schizophrenic because a schizophrenic is somebody who, well, it's actually more like multiple personality. Well, no, because it's your own voice. It's not a different voice. But it's it's multiple personality in that the personality goes away and is replaced by another much quieter personality. Okay. I think they Which just is, shut up, but... <laughs> okay. <laughs> Actually, I'm going to stop arguing for mental illness of any kind. <laughs> I think that's a good idea. That's <laughs> probably a good idea. <laughs> this is how, by the way, there's an example of how we get into the mm-hmm. drama, right? Yeah, yeah. We start creating these little scenarios. Yeah. You know? And then, and then somebody creates a, takes the scenario and turns it into a television program. <gasps> and we're hooked on it. Like, yeah. Oh, that's the thing I was thinking about. Mm-hmm. I could have had that idea. Yeah. Oh, happens all the time. <laughs> Except with all these reboots, I don't know what's happening. Uh, just... I never really understood reboots, but well, basically reliving money. the '90s right now. That's what's happening. Okay. Well, uh, they could have picked the worst decade, I suppose. You know, so I mean, I'm like... all for it in the sense that that was my era that I grew up in, but I'm yeah, also sure. not for it because I'm like, let's have some original television right now, <laughs> like. <laughs> They're taking the same story and just putting different ethnicities in place to make it okay for right now. And I'm like, all right, I see through you, but I'll watch it. <laughs> so they get you. So they get you to watch the drama that's a retread anyway. Yeah, because you want to see, like, is it going to be as good as the original? What are they going to do with it? Is it, you know, a lot of, lot you can get away with a lot more now than you could back in the 90s. So it's like, mm-hmm. what are they going to do with the show is what I want to know. Yeah, basically, how many boundaries are they going to push? That's right, exactly. How far are they going to push it? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah. All right. Will there be any boundaries left by the time we're done? I don't know, man. I don't know. <laughs> Playing fast and loose out here in the TV world. <laughs> but that's the point. This, this, these are the, We ask the question, how is it that we get hooked into, even those of us who are conscious creators, we get hooked into these dramas, and we're answering those questions. How do mm-hmm. they, this, mm-hmm. these, are, these are how we get hooked in. Yep. Even though... I can't tell you how many times Louise in the last month has said to me, there's still nothing good on television with, you know, thousands of channels. <laughs> Everyone says that. Everybody says I'll, that. And I'll go, well, let me make you a list. <laughs> well, I already have a list of programs I don't like. Why do I need another wow, list? Wow, <laughs> way to twist it. <laughs> Walt's over here playing Twister. The rest of us are playing chess. Okay. <laughs> cool. Cool. Oh, you mean a list of good programs? Yes. Uh, okay. Obvi. <laughs> well, I made a joke about that because it was my way of, of gathering my thoughts while I try to figure out how to say everybody has a different idea of what's a good list. Oh, yeah, but I take other people's personalities and I meld them with the shows because I watch all the oh, shows. Oh, I see. So I'm very good at picking out things that I don't just say, hey, this is what I watch. You should watch it, too. No, I take what you might like and I try to look for shows in that type of genre and 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 that have that type of theme that goes through my theme. How often do you succeed with that? 100% flawless. 100% flawless. Any any of my friends will tell you they go to me before they go to the TV guide. Just saying. Okay. We're going to have to put that one to the test at some point. Call Japan Jen right now. Wait, what time is it, Japan? What time is it now? What is it? No, it's 6 a.m. there. So don't call Jen. I'm going to make... I'm going to make it a tougher test than, than Japan Jen. Okay. I'm going to say... I like a, a challenge. Pro- pick a program I would like. Ooh. Program Walt would like. And, and I'll give you lots of time on that one because all of our listeners know I'm not a television watcher, so you've got yeah. you got your work cut out for you. All right, so wait, what's, my, what's my deadline? I'm going to write no this deadline. Time. You get to come up with it on whatever time. No, I need deadlines. Do. This is how I might... Oh, you need one? Um, okay. <laughs> By next Tuesday. Oh, no, no. Yeah, next Tuesday is uh, Christmas Eve. That Christmas. works. Yeah. Okay. We're doing a show Christmas Eve? I am if you am. I am here. 
<laughs> Wait, am I? <gasps> I might not be. Oh well, if you're not, I mean, if, if you, it, it comes down to whether or not you and Dan are able to do it. I can do it on two on Christmas. Oh wait a minute, no wait a minute, I can't do Christmas. No, sorry, there's no show Christmas Eve. I have to take that back. All right, cool beans. So there's no show Christmas Eve. All right. So that Last means we won't be talking like... until a week. Yeah. Yeah. Day after Christmas, <laughs> which right, is okay. Cool. Yeah, that's fine. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So December twenty sixth, Walt's show. So you, so you have a week to, to come up with a, a television program that I will like. And that, I have to admit, your work is cut out for you. Because I'm going to give you three there, options. That's what I'm going to do. Well, wait a minute. We're testing here whether you can get it right 100% of the time. Well, that's what but I, but I make a list, though, so of, the, of things that you're allowed to try. Oh, so so 100% means, means at least one of them I'm going to like. Is that what 100% is? Guess in your case, yes. Okay, but in most right. people's I'll cases, they away. like all the shows on the list. They like all of them. Yeah. <laughs> so this is going to be interesting to see. First of all, we're we're talking about doing the one thing that we all agree is kind of strange that we keep doing over and over again, and that mm-hmm. is finding ways to justify looking at dramas. I didn't say it was going to be a drama. Well, that's true. You didn't. Mm-mm. But ultimately, they're all dramas. Are they though? <laughs> Even comedy is a form of drama. That's true. That's true. I mean, you have tra- comedy and you have tragedy. That pretty much covers the entire th- theatrical arts world, doesn't it? Facts, facts. You know, so it's all drama. It's, you're right. You're right. Yeah. <laughs> maybe, I mean, maybe you might be able to argue for children's cartoons. Maybe. Not nowadays. <laughs> Not nowadays. <laughs> Not nowadays. It's all drama. It's all drama. Okay. Have you seen Peppa Pig? Oh, my gosh. Caillou? Oh, stop it. <laughs> These kids have drama that's worse than what regular kids are going through. It's insane. Mm. But it's kind of like if you can get through this TV show, you can get through your real life. Well, that's the other theme. I think that's mm-hmm. one of the main reasons why people mm-hmm. spend so much time looking at drama. It's a that's way why I do it because it's exact. Well, no, for me, it's like there's nothing dramatic in my life. Thank God. So let me just watch it out there and leave it out there outside of my bubble, but like kind of in my bubble. But like at the same time, I'm like, it doesn't affect me an hour later. Okay. Like, so it, basically it's an hour long drama. It, yes. I have, I have boundaries. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Interesting thing about that. Um, because I think that's a belief that a, I would say the overwhelming majority of people who enjoy dramas. have. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they, they should at least. They, but here's the interesting thing. Mm-hmm. I wonder how true it is. I mean, it's true to a certain point. There are, and I, and I say this because I'm a part of a lot of, like, my favorite TV shows, I'm a part of groups that are on Facebook. And people get way too involved. Like, their <laughs> fights break out because certain couples aren't together anymore. And that's mm-hmm. like, you know, and I'm like, really? Like, mm-hmm. it's not that serious, guys. Like, I'm just here to find out what, how y'all felt about the episode. Like, yeah. y'all arguing because somebody broke up and they're like, endgame? Are you serious right now? Well, well, you got your answer. You wanted to know how they felt. Now you know. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, and I think there's actually an indication in there uh, mm-hmm. that kind of points to where I was taking that part of the conversation. Um, there was an event in my own life that I'll use as a metaphorical uh Equivalent to what we're mm-hmm. talking about here. Okay. That dates back two years ago, two almost three years ago, two or three years ago. Can't remember exactly. I think it was three years ago. Mm-hmm. And this was a uh, with a friend mm-hmm. who is no longer a friend. Mm. And we were to engage in. It, it was actually a three way three way business partnership that we okay. were talking about. Mm-hmm. And this friend. Um, I don't want to go into all the details of it, but bottom line is this friend had a history of mostly being a nice person, mm-hmm. but occasionally just jumping down your throat mm. for That's various reasons. No. Yeah. But I always kind of took this, and I, I knew this person for years, uh-huh. decades. Mm. We're talking like almost 30 years. And you put you up know? with that for 30 years? I did. Mm. Interesting. Wouldn't be me. But, um, well, I didn't, I can't say I put up with it because I always push back on it. Okay. So, no, I didn't really put up with it in that sense, but I did put up with it in that I kept exposing myself to it. Right. That's what I meant. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. What I thought was that 
Well, I've got my boundary in place. I'm not mm-hmm. buying into any of his stuff. Mm-hmm. You know? So it's really not affecting me. Mm. And I found that that's not true. Right. Because what happens over time is that it, it has a cumulative effect. Mm-hmm. It, 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 like, piles up inside. Yeah. And at the point where I ended up making the break with uh, him and this other person, mm-hmm. um, it it reached a point where the last time that he went off on me resulted in me experiencing extremely severe mental pain. I mean, Ooh. anguish like I had never experienced before. It was yeah. like... It, it was like my brain had touched a hot burner. That's Ooh. how painful it was. Really, really painful. Mm. And it was not only affecting me, it was affecting my wife. I found that out a little bit yeah. later on. Mm-hmm. By the way, that was the uh, straw that broke the camel's back. When I found out it was affecting Louise, that's when oh, I decided yeah. to break ties. Thought, yeah, okay, that's when you got to draw the line. Yeah. But anyway, my point is, it took all that time for it to bubble up. Up until mm-hmm. that point, I w- up until the, the, the previous example of that. Mm-hmm. Up until then, I thought it was okay. I had it under control. Mm-hmm. It wasn't until I'd actually gone past mm-hmm. that boiling point or whatever you want to call it that I finally realized, my God, this stuff is so cumulative and you never know when it's going to get to be too much. Mm-hmm. That it just kind of blows the border away. Yeah, yeah. So it raises the question in my mind, are you ever really mentally protected from mm. that kind of stuff by convincing yourself well okay i'm I, I i watched it for an hour but after that hour i'm done with it i'm leaving it behind is that are you really protected from it and i don't think we are i think we're deluding ourselves when we say that hmm interesting concept and you know three years ago i would have thought that that statement was crazy mm-hmm. but after having gone through it i don't think it's crazy anymore See, I could say you're right in the sense of if you're watching the news, because that's <laughs> real life stuff that's happening. You but know but it mean? works with anything. It works with anything where you're dealing with drama. It really does. Right. Any, any, because all it has to do is take advantage of the fact that we as human beings are incapable in many ways, subconsciously anyway, of differentiating between what we're imagining and what's actually happening. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Which is I can actually, agree with you it's also a strength too. I mean, mm-hmm. the, the, that's how that's how we can make law of attraction work. We can imagine mm-hmm. something that hasn't happened and pretend that it's actually happened. Yes, you know, so that's actually a good thing. Mm-hmm. But it can also work against us. Right. You know, if we have trouble differentiating, then what we perceive to be a negative thing can actually boil over into becoming a negative thing. Mm-hmm. Law of attraction once again. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. All right. I see your point. So that brings me back to the same question I keep asking over and over again. Why do we keep going back to this stuff? The more that I learn about this, the less I want to go back to it. (laughs) Because it's so interesting. That's why. (laughs) (laughs) Like, you ever just meet a good storyteller and you're like, I like this person because it's always got something interesting to talk about. Mm -hmm. That's that's TV. It is. Yeah. Yeah. TV, movies, well, just plain storytelling. A really good storyteller can do that. They can create that dramatic Mm -hmm scenario and just suck you right into it. Yeah, give the writers their due. It's hard work. Suspend your disbelief and you're just yes. there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, that's that's the nature of a good story. And we love stories. Mm-hmm. Um, now, we I want to bring another... What's that? I was going to say, we hate when stories end, also. That's true. Mm-hmm. Well, that ties into what I was just going to say, actually. Oh, good. Because <laughs> I, I want to bring in the concept of the happy ending, because that's something that's also a little bit controversial. A lot of people get kind of... No stand out of joint over you know happy endings. Well, it's you know, definitely you're controversial. So, you're, you're 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 just so childish. You have to have a happy ending. What's wrong with you? you know, <laughs> I just need closure. I don't care if it's happy or sad. I just need closure. I just if it's gonna end, <laughs> don't let me think. Okay, maybe in you know a couple more seasons there'll be a movie. Don't don't leave me hanging. I don't like cliffhangers at the at at the series finale. I'm talking about. I, I like cliffhangers in the regular season. But, yeah, don't leave me hanging. I need closure. I need to know everybody's all right or dead. I, either way, just figure it out. <laughs> so you loved, uh, for instance, um, Game of Thrones, where everybody was dead. Listen, I, 
can't talk about Game of Thrones. Oh, I've been banned from talking about Game of Thrones. Really? Yes, because I was, they call it a bandwagon fan, but what happened was, <laughs> I didn't like it. I saw the first three episodes, I was not about it, it was not my life, I was not going to do it. Mm-hmm. And then I heard the, the whole big hype about the last season, and I was like, alright, let me see if it's going to make a big de- be a big deal, whatever, whatever. And my nurse was like, you got to watch. Did you watch? And so for him, I was watching every week. And I was like, this was a waste of my time. <laughs> and I totally agree with everyone who hated the way it ended. I was like, I agree with the way it ended. I mean, I hated the way it ended. But at the same time, like, what do you want from them? Like, <laughs> they're like, my job's over. I already paid. So <laughs> I get paid whether you watch it or not. So... <laughs> We're already working on prequels and spinoffs, so leave us alone. It's um, it's another example, though, of how people get worked up about drama. And Agreed. I was, was going to use Supernatural as an example because uh, the day it was the cries that were heard around the world, the day that we that the fandom found out that this season was the last season. I mean, people were freaking out online, not just online. I had someone, because I have a Supernatural sweatshirt. Mm. I was in the mall. Don't ask me why I was in the mall. I was in the mall, and someone, and there's fans everywhere, so I'm always getting complimented on my jacket. So this guy and his friend come up, they were like, and they just start talking about it. They're like, oh, my God, Namisha was talking about it, and I cried, and I couldn't believe it. And then they, we all, because of we're, we're fandom, so even if we're strangers on the street, we'll still get together and start talking randomly. Don't even know their names. Just like, oh my god, can you believe? I know, right? It's insane. So we're all generally saddened by this uh, piece of news, and the world went crazy. But they knew enough, and they know how crazy we are. They knew enough to tell us six months in advance, so we could prepare. Okay. But yes. But, but um, you realize that that behavior you're describing there could just as easily be be uh, attributed to, say, a Trekkie. Oh yeah. Every, exactly a, the same thing. Any any fandom, any fandom. Yeah. yeah. Well, extreme fandom is what I'm thinking about. That's that's well, like I, fandom. I think any fandom final. that's a fandom is already extreme just because they're a fandom. Oh, like oh, there's enough. Right? Of, okay. There's enough of you to go crazy over something. If you're a fandom, <laughs> it's extreme already. <laughs> like we're all dressing up and going to Comic Con. It's a it's a thing. Oh, okay. All right. Okay. So, is there a social component? to this whole thing about chasing after things we don't like. Hmm. Because that's what you seem to be describing. You're describing that there's this this tipping point where all these people are going crazy about the same thing that they like that they really don't like. I mean, it's a topic well, they don't like, but they, but they like the thing. I think, yes, because we feel camaraderie and we're all consoling each other. So it's like, yeah, it's Like, like we're all in this together? Yes, exactly. We're all in this mm-hmm. together. So, mm-hmm. yeah, it's a... Yeah, yeah, I like that. <laughs> so there's a social component to it. There definitely is. Well, that's the whole point mm-hmm. of a fandom is to find other like-minded people that enjoy the same thing that you like. Mm-hmm. So you and can wear your unicorn discuss- ears. Yes. Although <laughs> 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 well, my unicorn ears have nothing to do with Supernatural, so. No, they don't. But they do have to do with the Ox King fan club, which has, I don't know how many. It'll be a fandom forever. very soon. Watch. You just you wait. Just you wait. Everybody's going to be wearing the unicorn. As soon as I start marketing t-shirts, it's going to take right off. It's going to, okay. it's going to be a thing. Okay. I, I believe my, you. I wonder what my fandom's going to be called. Hmm. It'll be interesting. Well, you have at least a week to work on that one, so. Wow. <laughs> Coming in hot. Okay. <laughs> But that is how this stuff gets going, like you say. I mean, Mm -hmm. people, that's what the social component is. It's that people, birds of a feather flock together, as they say. Mm Yes. You know, these are birds of a feather, all focused on the same thing. And, I mean, Supernatural, I I can't say I'm a fan. Because you watched it, I watched the first, part of the first episode. I didn't even finish the first episode. Did you? You didn't tell me? Oh, my God. I did. (laughs) Yep. Didn't want to get through the whole thing, but I I went as far as I could tolerate. And when it finally got to the point where I was just like throwing my hands up and saying, "Okay, this is it. I'm done." That's when I quit. Yeah, I wouldn't pick it for you just because I know your like your tolerance <laughs> for like ridiculousness is is very low. So <laughs> you're like, yeah. "This is unfeasible. I can't do it." 
it, it isn't even so much that it was unfeasible. It's that I, I just don't want to be in this world. I don't want to be a part of it. I'm not interested in this world. Oh, man. <laughs> Oh man, I this got is not the way I want to. I, I really don't want to chase ghosts. I don't want to chase spiritual, fun, spirit, um, what do you call it, spirit phenomena, you know, ghost mm-hmm. phenomena, mm-hmm. you know, dark evil spirits and all that kind. Of, it's like no, I don't really want to chase that. It's not my interest. <laughs> but that's the thing; someone else is doing it for you. <laughs> but I don't even want to watch somebody do it. It's kind of like watching, you know, storm chasers. Mm, you know, facts that does bore me. <laughs> you know, I mean, Twister was interesting to a point, you know, yeah. but after a while, I got pretty old, you know. I mean, yeah, because there was drama thrown in on top of the actual tornado, you know. The only thing that held me was the relationship between the two main protagonists. You know, oh, you mean I, the drama? Yes. <laughs> the drama held you? It yeah. Did. Yeah, exactly. It and did. that's that's what yeah. writers do. <laughs> that's right. But if it was just on the twister alone, I, they would lost Nah, the, yeah, you, lo- you know? <laughs> lost me too. Yeah, it just wasn't going to work. I'd be like, I mean, maybe if I grew up in that part of the country that has tornadoes, but I, we have one every once in a great while, so I'm just like, mm. I don't really care how they work. <laughs> I just don't want them. <laughs> well, yeah, you're right. I mean, if you live near them, that would be a major consideration. You, yeah, you yeah. Them. No, not so much how they work, but can you find out how they work so that you can give your fellow townspeople more warning when they're coming? Right, that, right. That, that's certainly you know, noteworthy. Right. That, that, that's a worthy uh, consideration. Mm-hmm. But on the other hand, when you look at what they were doing in the movie anyway, I don't know if, what real storm chases do, but if they're the same thing what they did in the movie, those people are just plain crazy. <laughs> Facts. <laughs> Facts. Total agreement. Total agreement. I mean, when you have to tie yourself with, via a belt to a pipe in order to avoid being drawn up into this major twister vortex... You've long since crossed the line, as far as I'm concerned. <laughs> I feel like I did enough storm watching when I watched Wizard of Oz. That was good enough for me. Like, <laughs> yes. <laughs> that's where I draw the line. <laughs> I'm with you. I'm totally with you. <laughs> and yet, this, like you say, that is a form of drama. The, the, yeah. the relationship part is a big mm-hmm, part of drama. Mm-hmm. I think that's where, well, I won't say most, a large chunk of the population's uh, affinity for drama comes in. What's mm-hmm. happening in the relationship of whoever is involved in the drama? I would agree with you. Yep. Yeah, relationships are big. Like if you boil down any core TV show, that's what it's about. And how interesting that, that it's also one of the top three, maybe even the number one reason why people start getting interested in the law of attraction because they want to change the way their relationships are going. Mm-hmm. That's so true. That is so true. Right. So. Here's my question. For those people who are doing this, who are exploring law of attraction, learning how to attract what they want in their lives, Mm -hmm. where relationships are concerned, with those people, why is it that so many of them still end up focusing so much attention on relationships they don't like? Because they're focusing the attention on the relationships they don't like. Yeah, that's pretty much the answer. (laughs) It's it. I mean, it's funny, but you've just nailed it. That's really what it is. You know, it's sad, but true. It points to the truth of it. It's literally just, that's what they chose to do. Yep. Mm -hmm. That's what we choose to do. We choose to focus on these things. It's a choice. Yes. And it's a choice we make every single time. Mm Mm-hmm. Which is both encouraging and discouraging all in one breath. Right. It's encouraging because it means we can change it. It's yes. discouraging in that we don't. <laughs> <laughs> Very true. Very true. But we can. We can change it every single time. Mm-hmm. Does it mean that we won't have to maybe work at it a little bit? Right. It may take, it may take quite a bit of work to kind of shift that mentality. If you got well, that's what we were talking up. about the other day, that the work and the effort is what really uh, derails people from actually getting things done because it's just so much like mm-hmm. it's just it so like hard it. yeah yeah it actually isn't all that hard it's no harder than doing a 30-day plan no but a 30-day plan is hard because you're not getting any results and you still have that draw to go back to yeah the that instant gratification man it's yeah. it's it's vital for some people it's and i think that points to one of the reasons why this drama thing is so addictive mm. because if we continuously expose ourselves to subject matter that ultimately we really don't like, but we're fascinated mm-hmm. because we want to see how the relationship works out or how this works out or how that mm-hmm. works out or how do they play it or you know, do they avert disaster and all that kind of thing. We, we, we continue to focus on this stuff because 
that's what we've been focusing on. It's easy to follow an existing momentum. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's easy to do. Yeah. And I think that's where the instant gratification thing comes from. Mm-hmm. Because if you're so used to following a negative momentum and it's so easy to get, I think you'd have to call it a gratification. Yeah. That comes out of watching this stuff. Mm-hmm. Then, of course, you're going to be attuned to instant gratification because that's what you always get. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Continuously. Yep. Right? So now you're not getting it because you changed your pivot. Well, that's no fun. I mean, it's us as a society, we're so, things have advanced so much that we're so used to things happening right now. Yes. Like even waiting for the microwave is too much. Like, <laughs> like we need those Jetsons instant microwaves where you just put in a whole chicken and it just pops out in three, in three seconds. Because two minutes. Oh, my God. <laughs> Back to the future, part two. Yeah. <laughs> 30 years into the future and put them in this little disc, hit the button, open it up again. It's a big pizza. Yeah. Oh, now I want pizza. <laughs> but then I got to wait for delivery and, oh, it's already a thing. I just, no, never mind. I'll eat something in the fridge. Forget it. That see, that's really, it right there. That was a really rapid shift. Yes, I want pizza. Yeah. Going to want. yeah. <laughs> and that's how, that's how it goes with the instant gratification. If it, if it can't be in my mouth right now, I don't want to wait. What we're describing sounds very much like an addiction. Facts. Food is an addiction. <laughs> well, almost anything that, that involves instant gratification could be classified as an addiction. That's very true. That's very true. No, because basically we're saying we're not interested unless it happens right now. Mm-hmm. And I think if a lot of these 30-day programs came with a disclaimer, you could weed a lot of people out, first of all. Second of all... You could weed a lot of people in and keep them there because they're no, they know now, okay, I'm not going to find $5,000, you know, in my pocket in the next 30 seconds. It's going to take some time. Like, yeah, you gotta, you gotta let them know it, it, it takes a little while. So hang in there. I don't think that actually would make a difference. You don't think so? And the reason I say that is I know a number of people who have done programs like that where they mm-hmm. include that disclaimer and it's as if they never said it at all. <laughs> Well, that's the people reading who don't read the fine print. <laughs> Nobody reads fine print. I'm, a, I'm one of the few people in the entire planet that reads fine print. Most I'll read about read... two minutes of fine print. When, when was the last time you visited a website where you read the terms of service? Don't strain All the yourself. way honest. <laughs> it depends. If it's something that, that involves like my social security number or some type of my information that's other than my email address, uh, I will read it. But other than that, hurry up, click, scroll, and next. <laughs> so when you pay with a credit card, you're always reading the terms of service first. I wouldn't say always. Like, <laughs> well, I trust Amazon. So <laughs> 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 I've been there for a long time. They haven't messed me up yet. So okay. A whole bunch of people are saying, are you crazy, Alex, trusting <laughs> Amazon? <laughs> Listen, my packages get here, and if they don't, I get refunded. It's a simple process. <laughs> It's very simple. I've never had to cancel my credit card because of Amazon. I'll say put it that way. So, but you're, you're proving my point. That's exactly why we don't read terms of service. Yeah, we, we, we usually establish our relationships online with companies that we have some previous background with. Right, right. It, most people don't like to buy from somebody they've never heard of before. People will call other people to ask their yes. opinions on a company before they actually read, you know, the terms of service, which is I think it's funny, but. And the exception to that rule is people will buy from a company that they've never heard of before if it's less than $10. Facts. As if that makes it more secure. Well, no. See, if it's less than $10, but it's promising me the world, that's when I read. Because I'm like, <laughs> hold on. I'm going to lose how much weight and how many days and for under $10? What are the stipulations? Oh, I don't have to eat for a week. Okay. That's what see, that's the time when I don't read the terms of service. I just go on to my next task. I don't even bother with <laughs> Well, I want to know what this all's cracked up to be. I need to know the details on the situation because this is just impossible. So that's when I that's when I read. Of course, most people don't read terms of service, and that's really what that point that's, is all yeah, about. Yeah, exactly. You know, they really that's, don't. Yeah. And I think that they don't read it because that's all part and parcel of that instant gratification. Mm-hmm. No, I don't want. I don't have time. Who has time for this? Yeah. That's really what the attitude is. Who has time mm-hmm. for this? Mm-hmm. Which is really wild because that's how we end up with a society where you have a whole bunch of people concerned because their private information is being taken by corporations and governments. (laughs) (laughs) 
<laughs> but it's like nothing safe because I got a, what was it? It was a check from a hospital the other day saying that my information was leaked. And I was like, I didn't even, I don't even remember going to this hospital, but okay. <laughs> you know, the hospital is the place you think you trust. You give them your everything. You're like, okay, here's this card, this card, and this card. Walk away with it and come back. <laughs> Well, you just illustrated it once again. I mean, hospital is about the last institution I would ever trust, but you trusted it. (laughs) I feel like I'm in a situation where I have to trust them, you know, because I could die otherwise. But, you know, it's a life or death situation, so. (laughs) I think the ultimate message here is this is all this craziness shows how much value there is in trusting ourselves, trusting our own process, Mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm. learning to develop that process. Mm Mm-hmm. Yes. And the process is absurdly simple, spending more time focused on what we like. Mm-hmm. It's just, it's it's crazy simple. It so, is. So, fortunately, there is a way out of all this insanity. <laughs> <laughs> it's good news. It's good news. You know? Yeah. <laughs> There's a way out. It can be overcome. You know, we, haven't really spent, we haven't spent a lot of time on the victimhood. I was going to bring it back when we were talking about the core of the relationships of TV shows. I was part of relationships in in TV shows that make the shows so interesting is the fight uh, amongst, not amongst, but the fight to be decide whether a character is a victor or a victim. And that's a lot. That creates a lot of drama, and that's what a lot of things that people stick around for. What's going on on the uh, sideline there? Well, well, Jeffrey has a couple of uh, comments. that I wanted to bring in. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, first of all, he says, Alex is a human Netflix filter. <laughs> <laughs> Not just Netflix, Hulu, Disney Plus, Amazon Prime, all of them. <laughs> I have all the things. He says he popped in for a quick chat and th- checked and thanks for the laughs. But he also says drama can be an exaggeration of the contrast you are going through. Ooh. So it can help you out of it emotionally by relating in perspective. What do you think? Jeffrey. <laughs> he also says, if you get to the comments, enjoy the rest of the year. I, I love and appreciate you both in the show. It has been awesome watching the evolution. It's been awesome to have you part of our evolving trend. I mean, yes. yes. Jeffrey's like our number one contributor, I think. I'm, he is, watching. I think. I'm pretty sure. Yeah. I don't think anybody else has, has uh, visited as many shows as he has. Well, it used to be Nasha, but then I haven't heard from her in a while. Nasha's tuned in today, actually. Oh, hi. Yep. <laughs> But she doesn't saying a whole lot. She's just saying hello, <laughs> <laughs> which is usually safe when you're talking about drama. <laughs> Facts, because everybody could be talking at once right now. This is true. Yeah, this is true. Mm-hmm. So, getting back to the whole victimhood thing. Yeah. Um, and I can't even remember what you said last about it. Oh, I was saying that uh, that's part of the core of TV shows is, is oh, deciding yes. which characters are victims and victors. Yeah, it's almost like everybody is now an armchair psychologist. Yes. Right. Because I was like, well, if I was in that situation, this is what I would do. You don't know well, what you if, would do in that situation. If Doctor Phil can do this, I can do this. This is what I'm saying. Right. Yeah. That's what it amounts to. Hey, mm-hmm. some of us end up doing podcasts on the subject. Apparently. <laughs> <laughs> well, yes. Trying to figure out who is the victim is is part of the draw. Although I like all of these dramatic related things, I find even that gets wearing after a while. Have you found that? Mm, if it's the same people going through the same situations, or like, we already did this season one, yes. Or even in real life, if it's the same people complaining about the same things, it's like, listen, I already told you to solve this problem. You don't want to take my advice, you gotta go. I can't. <laughs> Wouldn't it be nice if life came in seasons? Ah, life does come in seasons. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but some people act like they're all still in season one, is what I'm saying. That, but it's still a season. <laughs> it's a season of one. Yeah. <laughs> we may be on episode 263, but it's still season. Mm-hmm. 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 It's well seasoned, let's put it yeah. that way. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> so get back to victimhood for a second, because mm-hmm. uh, we only have a few minutes left. we got to make sure we, we nail this down here. Victimhood, do you, we, I think we agree victimhood is self-created. Definitely. We definitely agree on that, mm-hmm. which mm-hmm. in and of itself is a controversial thing to say. But here if you're a victim, you de- you're definitely going to disagree. But yeah. yeah, yeah. And a point I like to make over and over again is that in the whole 
deliberate creation, conscious creation process, the role of blame has really no role at all. Mm, mm -hmm. Even though victims will tend to give it a role. Right. But it doesn't, it doesn't have a nece it is not a necessary component of the attraction process. You, mm -hmm. you can do attracting without any kind of blame attached at all. So it really is not part of the equation. If, if you're finding that it's part of the equation, you put it there. Mm-hmm. Facts. Right? So, okay, so we can agree on um, that, that victimhood is self-created. So now the obvious question to end all this on is the one that we pretty much started with. How do you turn that how around? How do you become a victor? How, how do you become a victor instead of a victim? I think you start blaming it, stop blaming everyone else and start looking within yourself. And preferably without blame. Yes. Yes. Because that's the thing about... Victims and blamers, they are the most self-critical people in the world. Yeah. Isn't that interesting? It's like you don't need to point a finger. And, I, and I'll raise the hand because I was one of those for, for mm -hmm. a, number of, a number of years. That's, yeah. So I know the, I know the job. Yeah. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I know the job description real well. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It, it, it takes a lot of work, by the way. Right. Because you're constantly looking for who to blame. Mm-hmm. Because you always have to know who's to blame, otherwise you lose your orientation. Oh, I know. Right? It's, it's got to be some. Yeah. It can't be me. And that's part of the uh, the method of how somebody stays a, a victim. But if you want to climb out of victimhood, let's go back to that question. How do you climb out of it? First step. What's the first step for climbing out of a victim? Victimhood hole. So Recognizing you have a problem. I feel like it's AA. Okay. <laughs> mm -hmm. So that's the first step. What's the second step? Second step is addressing the problem. What does that mean? Um, now that you've recognized that you have a problem, you need to figure out where the core is. Like, where, where did you get this idea that, that everything bad happens to you? Where did, mm -hmm. where did it stem from? What, is, what if it isn't that everything bad happens to you, but... You well, that's just an example I'm using. Victimized. Even, even occasionally, but, but if bad things are happening to you or good things are happening to you, um, I, I, and you're blaming other people besides yourself, even though you're the one manifesting it. So I mm -hmm. think... And figure that that mess out first. <laughs> is there any form of victimhood that pivoting can't help? No. So literally, we can learn to change our perspective, no matter what ways we feel that we've been victimized by somebody else, or by society, or by fill in the mm -hmm. blank. Yeah. It's all in what? how you shift your mindset. What does it take to do it, to make that shift? I mean, I'm no therapist, but <laughs> work. That's what it takes. It takes work. I think it takes repetition. That too. Mm -hmm. And patience. And a lot of patience. Yep. Mm -hmm. you just, that, that's where that 30-day program thing comes mm -hmm. into mind. Yeah. You know? you, you're repeating the same behavior over and over again. It mm -hmm. seems like it's stupid. It seems like it's a waste of time. But you don't give up. Right. Because you... You've been told there's this light at the end of the tunnel that you. I was can't just going to say that. <laughs> it's just you've been told it's there. You have to kind of trust that it's there. Yep. And just keep kind of chipping away at that monolith that says, "I am. I have all these terrible things happening to me. And there's nothing I can do about it." I mean, I was doing it for a while and didn't even realize it. Like every time we talked about my dating life, I'm like, "Oh, I'm always getting ghosted, and these dudes never mm -hmm. stick around." And I'm kept saying, "I got to kiss all these frogs before I find my prince," which ended up being true. But you know, <laughs> but the whole time I didn't realize I was painting my own vignette of being ghosted and being dumped and all this stuff. And now I realize it. So and then ding ding so, ding 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 ding. Yeah. we have and a winner. Once it once that bell goes off, it's like. <laughs> Oh, no, and then, then your blessing comes, and here we are. Well, speaking of being a winner, I want to uh, congratulate all people who are subscribers of the podcast because you are all winners as far as we're concerned. And for those of you who are not yet subscribers, you can be a winner, too, just by joining us at LOAToday.net. The instructions are at the top of the page. You can't miss it. Dan Mangana promises us that you can do it in one click. I've seen some cases where it takes two or three, but whatever. <laughs> it's really, really easy to do. And you can also catch us on YouTube. How do they do that, Alex? Well, you go to YouTube and search LOA Today Podcast Videos, and once you see our smiling faces, you can go down below, hit the red subscribe button. You, those, first of all, if you're not on YouTube, you can't see me doing this. And <laughs> go down below, hit the red subscribe button, and then go next to it. There's this little silver bell. Click that silver bell. Make sure you click all so you will always be notified when we're live. 
Just that simple. All right. I think we we nailed it today. We know now what the difference yes. is between a victim and a victor. And I, yes. I want to applaud all the people who are on their way to becoming victors, which I think is everybody in our listening Welcome audience. to the club. We, we want so, you here. We love every single one of you. Thank you very much for being listeners. Alex, thank you. I guess this is the last time we actually talked before Christmas. So yes. I'll talk to you after Christmas, the day after Christmas. I'll, I'll be here. All right. I'll talk to you then. And we'll see all you right. all next time here on LOA Today. Goodbye, everybody. 